0: How's it going, NBA fans? This is Kevin Haswell alongside Blake Pace for another episode of Courtside Take. Blake, how you doing?
1: Not bad. Getting uh closer and closer to the playoffs. I like, you know, how some of these matchups are playing out. Um the Knicks won a couple Uh-oh. days ago, which was good. unfortunate. Um broke our nine game losing streak with a win over the Hornets. But uh, you know, we're still trying to get into those top eight draft picks, so I'm trusting the process.
0: How you doing? Pretty good. It looks like they're five games ahead of the last place Hawks. Um, who are actually behind the Suns for the highest lottery position? So it looks like the Knicks be, be a fringe lottery team at this point. I know it's making me upset. We we passed Chicago
1: the other day. Chicago won their twenty fourth game and was ahead of the Knicks. Um, but then of course we had to win over the weekend. So now we're what looking at the the ninth pick if there was no lottery. So hopefully we can get some lottery luck like we did with Ewing and kind of bounce back in there to the top five at least.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean. I got the opposite luck here. I got the Sixers in the playoffs who we'll talk about today. Yeah. Uh, today's episode, we're going to walk through all of the Eastern Conference playoff teams. You know, Blake and I were looking for the episode of, you know, stuff to talk about. And I feel like in the last couple of weeks in the NBA, we've gotten some redundant storylines. Uh, it, it's really come down to, you know, the tight race in the Western Conference between three and ten seed. And in the Eastern Conference, it's, you know, the Cavaliers, the Celtics, it's all the the top teams. Um, so we thought it would be nice over the next couple of weeks. This week we'll do the Eastern conference outlook. Next week we'll do Western conference outlook. Uh, following week, we'll do our, uh, you know, awards and uh, all NBA teams. So let's jump in. We'll start with the Miami heat. Uh, they're 37 and 33, eight, eighth in the Western conference. Uh, you know, defensive rating, seventh in the NBA, offensive rating, only 21st in the NBA. Blake, what, what are your thoughts on the Miami heat? Do you think they can make a playoff run?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mostly chalk this up, you know, their their season this year to you know the great coaching of Eric Spolstra, um Has a really nice defensive unit, but the the problems with me with Miami, uh, 27th um, fastest pace in the league, and that offensive rating of 21st in in the NBA. We're really transitioning into just a complete offensive league. If you if you can't put up points, um, you know, they're 27th in points per game with 102.5. If you if you can't score. Um, in this day and age in the NBA, it, it's tough to get success, especially when you get in the playoffs. I mean, right now they'd be pinned up against the number one seed right now, which is the Toronto Raptors. And um, you know, there might be some nice defensive matchups that you can pair them up there with. Um, but I don't think they have the offensive power that that Toronto has. Um, I know we'll talk about Toronto right at the end of this episode, but um, you know, a good season due to good coaching. Um, you know, they're missing Dion Waiters, of course, who only was able to play 30 games this season. Um, that's a big hole for them, was basically, you know, the catalyst for their team at the end of last year when they made that, um, uh, what was it, a 30-6 and six surge over their last 36 games. So they really came alive at the end of the season then. Um, it'd be nice to see them come alive at the end of the season now and maybe, you know, take a game from Toronto. Um, honestly, you know... If, if they're facing Toronto, I'd say it's a, a four, maybe five-game series at most.
0: Yeah, I'm not seeing a lot of offensive talent on this roster. Uh, Dion Waiters was a huge loss earlier this season. I know we talked about this on our earlier episode. But if you go down to the analytics, I mean, offensive box plus minus, they only have two guys that are positive that also have a PER over 15, which is the league average, with Kelly Olenek and Goran Dragic. Everyone else is either negative or has a PER of under 15, uh, not both of them. So, very concerning uh moving forward i you know I, I don't know how far this team can go in the playoffs, like you said, you know the matchup with the Raptors would be really tough right now that's look, looking like what it's going to come down to yeah uh so you know while I respect the defense Eric Bolster has gotten this team to play I, I don't think they they have a deep playoff run in them um and also I mean it's it's never great to have your best player um, be questioned for his effort, and you know like we talked about yeah. in past episodes, sign Whiteside. You know, it really kind of decides when he wants to play hard, and we'll see, you know, if that affects the team going into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing that's um, really disappointing on the, the Heat roster is just how we haven't really gotten any development from um, Oh, just uh, Justice Winslow. Um, you know, what is this, his third year in the league now? Um, he second, missed all the, second. Oh, okay. Yeah. Second year? Oh, okay. He... Um, I mean to be averaging what is it we've got right here? Seven point one points a game, uh, two assists, five rebounds. I really just I was going to expect you know a larger leap um, from you know you know his rookie season. Uh, of course you know only started in just about half the games he's played in this year. They just they didn't they they seem to miss on him. Um, what was he the fifth overall pick? Mm -hmm. I want to say fifth overall pick in that draft class. Um, I've really not been impressed with his growth. I mean, sure, he's only 21 years old, and maybe I'm just looking into this way too quick. Um, But I really would have thought that, um, you know, drafting him, losing LeBron at the small forward position, he could have been, you know, evolving into maybe an everyday starter. But we just haven't gotten that from him.
0: Yeah, coming out of Duke, you know, I really saw the 3 and D potential out of him. Uh, He was a knockdown shooter at Duke. And you know, could, could really play defense, got a lot of steals, and his steals numbers are below one this year. Um, and just over 24 minutes a game. Mm. I really don't see, um, you know, I see the three point percentage 43 percent, is pretty good. Um, but only 41 percent from the field, so kind of concerning that he can't score anywhere else other than the three point line, and he's not really getting the steals. So, yeah. you know, both of the attributes that I thought he would have coming out of college, not really. Um, going as well,
1: yeah. And this is actually his third year in the league, but he did miss all of last, basically all of last year to a season-ending injury. Makes more um, sense. So yeah, we didn't his see his experience him, says too right. Two yeah. Years. So he missed. I mean, he he played in 18 games last year, um, almost 11 points a game. So he had a you know a better start to the season than he's had this year or his rookie season. Um, maybe it's you know just a a long rehab process for him. Maybe it was one of those two-year injuries where maybe next year we see a better version of him. Uh, But we definitely haven't seen it this year.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the Miami Heat, I think the consensus between both of us, not making a deep playoff run. Um, You know, hats off to them making the playoffs, something they didn't do last year. They actually uh, tied for the last spot last year, did not make it. But let's move on. Uh, The Milwaukee Bucks, probably one of the most intriguing teams in the Eastern Conference. Not really playing up to standards. They're 37-32, and seventh in the Eastern Conference. Jason Kidd and Joe Prunty. um, Jason Kidd got fired earlier this year. Uh, Joe Prunty's done alright, fourteen and ten as the head coach, seventeenth or the twelfth in offensive rating, nineteenth in defensive rating. So you know, kind of middle of the pack in both of those. And right now they're missing uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Matthew Della Vadova and Tyler Zeller. So, what are your thoughts on the Bucks?
1: Yeah, this is a really disappointing team for me this year. I mean, to be only the seventh seed in what is a really weak Eastern Conference, um, in my opinion, is is really underachieving and. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't because of Jason Kidd. I know Joe has a better winning percentage um, than Kidd had this season. Kidd went one game over 500 before being fired. But, you know, I don't know if that was necessarily the issue. I was never a fan of Jason Kidd as a coach, but there seem to be deeper problems with this. And there's just, there's really um, not that much help alongside Giannis. I mean, they've got guys there. I mean, Chris Middleton is averaging 20 points a game. Um, Eric Bledsoe, almost 17 and a half points, um, almost five assists a game. But uh, the guy that I wish I, you know, we had seen, you know, come back a little bit stronger this year. Jabari Parker, um, 11.3 points a game, four rebounds, uh, one and a half assists. He's shooting 42% from three, 50% from the field. Uh, he's, you know, kind of just transitioning back into the whole sort of things. He's not in the starting lineup, hasn't started a game yet this season, actually. But um, I was really looking for him to kind of develop into that secondary scoring option with Milwaukee. Um, he's got, you know, great offensive talent, not the best on defense at all. Um, and, you know, I think another thing that this team really missed out on was um, making a trade for, a, you know, a, a starting caliber center at the deadline. They were able to snag up. Um, oh, no, they weren't. They lost Greg. They traded away Greg Monroe. I don't know where I was getting that from. Uh, they they don't really have a true um, rim protecting center. Um, I'd, their best rebounder is Giannis. I mean, over ten a game. Um, but there's not that guy that you can stick there in the middle of the paint that's going to get you, uh, you know, a bunch of rebounds. I mean, Giannis is also tied with John Henson in you know the most blocks per game on the team. Um, you know, John Henson isn't that guy that's you know a game changer in the middle that can you know, um protect the paint, you know, keep shots from going in, grabbing offensive rebounds. Um, So I think that, you know, they like to put the blame on Jason Kidd, but where's the success been since he's been fired is kind of my question.
0: Yeah, they've only been slightly better since uh, Joe took over as head coach. Uh, You know, I like what I've seen out of Brandon Jennings. Uh, They just signed him. Um, His PER since he played in three games is 23.6. So that's, you know, something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Giannis has basically been, him and Eric Bledsoe have been the two consistent players on this team. Uh, You look at Giannis, uh, offensive box plus minus of 4.2, defense 2.1 for a box plus minus 6.3, PER of 27.8, you know, that's up there with some of the greats in the game today. And then Eric Bledsoe, uh, both a positive um, offensive and defensive, and that you know, sitting at a 1.7 box plus minus, it's pretty good. Uh, and an 18.8 PER. Not to mention, you know, he's up there with the leads, uh, with the likes or with the leaders and steals, um, in the NBA this year. So, I'm really disappointed. This team, you know, when they got Eric Bledsoe earlier this season, I thought, you know, they were really built up a roster to make a run. I think they were missing that one piece, they could have gone, gone out and got DeAndre Jordan. Um, that didn't work out, but. You know, I I think with all the talent on this roster, you just have to be disappointed uh, with only being 5 games over 507th in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm,
1: definitely. And you know, looking at the standings, um, you know, essentially one and a half games behind Philadelphia for the 6th seed, um, 3 wins behind Indiana and Washington and Cleveland for the 3rd seed. So there's there's still some time left. It'll be interesting to see if they can nab a few wins towards the end of the season what seeding there is. Right now they're up against Boston if the playoffs started today. An interesting matchup because Boston has a lot of health issues and like I said you know we'll talk about these teams later on in the episode but um, that would be something that'd be interesting I don't know if they have a guy that can necessarily just stop Giannis from getting his you know four games in a row Um, so you know I wouldn't say that Milwaukee's you know definitely a first round bounce but um, I I really think that this team is not um, reaching their potential.
0: Yeah, and you know, I when it comes down to it, I, I'm i questioning this whole Boston Celtics matchup. I mean, who would guard Giannis? Jason Tatum, maybe? Uh, Jalen yeah, Brown, Brown, if healthy. I mean, he's in a concussion protocol right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of questions. Kyrie's health is kind of in question right now, too, so that could favor the Bucs.
1: Marcus Smart's out for six weeks. Yeah,
0: that's, you know, that he'll be back hopefully for the playoffs, but we'll see. Yeah. But you know, the Bucks are you know have been that intriguing team all year. We'll see if they hit their stride they can hit their stride at the end of this end of the season. Uh, so we'll move on to my favorite team, Philadelphia 76ers. They're 38 and 36th in the Eastern Conference. Um, they are only a game and a half out of the three seed behind the Cavaliers um, in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, they're missing Mark Elfolds, who hasn't played all year. Uh, TLC uh, kind of hurt right now, and Korkmaz, um is probably going to be out the rest of the year. So, you know, Brett Brown's done a pretty good job with a young team. Uh, defensive rating is 6th uh, in the NBA, while offensive rating is 14th. So, you know, Joel Embiid's definitely helping that defense excel. But, you know, what are your thoughts on the 76ers, and do you think they could win a playoff series?
1: Oh, yeah, they could definitely win a playoff series. And, I, and I, what's, you know, specific about their team is that they're – You know, really good on defense, but they're also not terrible on offense. You know, they're in the top half of the league in offense, um, top six in the league in defense. And so that really helps them out. It's not like with the Heat where they're really good on defense but can't score the ball. Um, You know, their defensive um, mindset really helps them out as a team. Uh, You know, health isn't really a question for me anymore um, with these guys. You know, Joel Embiid... um, played 57 games so far this year, Ben Simmons, 67, um, you know, two guys that had missed their rookie seasons and beat missed his first two. Uh, it, it's really nice to be able to see them play a full season. I know we're a few weeks away, so I don't want to jinx anything for your team, but you know, they have, um, they definitely have the ability to go in there. And you know, if it's a Washington or an Indiana, I think that they could knock off either of those teams. I'm never going to say that, um, they can beat the Cavs, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm never doubting LeBron James. To, I'm not, never going to say he's going to lose in a first or second round matchup. I think at the worst he gets to the conference finals. Um, so, yeah, I, I like what the team has. I like what you're you're getting um, from Dario Saric. I like what you're getting from J.J. Redick. His contribution, 17 points a game, is solid. 90% from the free throw line, uh, shooting 41 from 3, 45 from the field. He's been a great shooter for you guys um ben simmons running that offense uh almost eight assists almost eight rebounds two steals a game basically a block a game 16.3 points um you guys really seem to have a full a full unit right now um you know the the bench depth isn't terrible um you know you guys are giving you know significant minutes let's see let's take a look so um jared bayless getting oh i guess only 11 games uh, 39 games 24 po- or 24 minutes a game um i'd like to see maybe the bench extended a little more but there's you know sometimes you just don't have the guys there um and like you said you know a few guys you're missing tlc i like that nickname for him um, makes things easier to say his name too uh cork and then faults um you guys are definitely capable of you know stealing a playoff series
0: yeah you know and the bright spot for me is looking at uh, the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Embiid's at three on uh, the defensive box, plus, minus. Uh, Joel Embiid's at – or Simmons is at three. Uh, Joel Embiid's at 2.3, and Robert Covington's at 1.5, along with Amir Johnson, who's 2.8. Uh, so a lot of promise there with those four guys uh, in the middle of that defense. And then offensively, you got to like what you've seen out of J.J. Redick this year. Um, it's been terrific from three. Uh, let's see what he's shooting. Um 41.4%. I mean, that's terrific. Along with Dario Sarge, who's um, also been great on the offensive side of the ball, almost shooting 40% from three. I really like, you know, the roster uh, that they've put together. You know, they've got the length to play in the playoffs. And with Simmons and Embiid, I mean, I wouldn't put a uh, playoff series past them. Um, Brett Braun's done a great job with, you know, forming this team into uh, one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. I mean, they're sixth. So I understand what you're saying about the depth. I think. You know, past uh, J.J. Redick and T.J. McConnell, uh, or Ersan, I mean, you you got to choose between. Um, they've been playing Marco Bellinelli a lot lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Anderson getting some more time. We'll see if TLC can come back. Uh, there, You know, there's some other guys on that roster that really need to step up off the bench. Um, but if they get that depth, I have a feeling they can make, you know, a somewhat decent playoff run, you know, a series maybe.
1: Yeah, and if you're looking, you know, past this season even, I think Philadelphia is, you know, has a really good potential to bring in some key free agents on the bench. I mean, I don't know what Joel Embiid the recruiter looks like, but I'm sure he's he'd be you know active on social media, active in people's DMs, trying to convince them to to trust the process and come to Philly. Um, if you've got if you're an older guy and you see like oh this team is up and coming, they got young studs that to be some of the best in the game. Um, I think that you know Philly is in a good position moving forward to so, you know get some guys to fill out that bench and um, make another run as one of the top teams in the East next year.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll have to watch that LeBron situation. I know yeah. uh, Philly's one of his, you know, "quote unquote" final teams. See how that works out. If they added him, I mean, they're clearly the best team in the Eastern Conference, I think. Mm-hmm. Um so oh, yeah. we'll, we'll see. Uh we'll move on to the uh we'll move on to the fourth place. Indiana Pacers actually tied with the Wizards for fourth place right now. Um that's why, you know, paused for a second. I saw fourth and I was Realize they were tied. Eleventh um, on offensive rating, thirteenth in defensive rating. Uh, Victor Oladipo has really been the story for them this year, but you know, right now they're missing two key players: uh, Sabonis um, and ter- Miles Turner. So, you know, do you think the Pacers, um, you know, can win a playoff series? And if so, I mean, it looks like they're going to play the Wizards at this point. I mean, do they have the depth to make you know a, a decent playoff run?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting matchup with the Wizards because we also have to you know check in on the Wizards' health, um, see how their team is filling out. I also am not a big fan of the Wizards' bench. Um, we can talk more specifically about them next, actually. But you know what a season for Victor Oladipo? Twenty-three points a game, um, almost thirty-seven percent from three, forty-seven percent from the field. Five rebounds, four assists, uh, two point three steals a game. He has really exploded since leaving um, Oklahoma City, and is you know in the stadium Indiana. He's killing it right now. Um, you know Miles Turner. Right now, he missed his last game with a uh, left high ankle sprain. Um, unsure if he'll play tonight against the Lakers, but um, you know he's got to be he's got to be fully healthy for this team to have success in the playoffs. Um, you know, in my opinion, you know has to be their second best player, Um, 13.6 points a game, just about seven rebounds a game, and almost two blocks a game. He really needs to be in there to protect the paint for Indiana. Um, You know, I also like the season Sabonis has been having um, in his first season away from OKC. Uh, Eight rebounds a game, 11.7 points a game, and he's um, also shooting 36% from three. Uh, So I really think, um, you know, Sabonis... A young guy there, Miles Turner and Sabonis, both 21 years old, they can be, you know, they can develop into a really nice uh, front court for Indiana. Um, I'm not terribly impressed with their point guard play. Um, You know, Darren Collison is getting 12.5 points a game, um, leading the team with 5.3 assists. Um, I'd like to see them maybe upgrade that in the offseason if they can, maybe through the draft. Um, This team is capable of beating, you know, If you look at the other teams in the playoffs, they could beat the Heat. Um, They could beat the Wizards, in my opinion. Um, And who did we just talk about at seven? Uh, Milwaukee. That's that's a tough matchup. I really think that Indiana really lacks someone to guard Giannis. Um, But you know, if they could get find themselves in a playoff matchup with the Wizards, um, I think they'd be able to take them out.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be a really good series. I think it really depends on the health of John Wall. Yeah. Um, you know, right now the Wizards are playing pretty well. Uh, you know, move all the way up to fourth place, um, ten games above five hundred, tied with the Pacers. But uh, yeah, the, I mean, the story here has got to be Victor Oladipo. His season uh, has been terrific, not only on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, like you said, two point three steals a game. Uh, that's terrific. That's you know one of the best in the NBA, mm-hmm. uh, if not the best. And, you know, I, I like this Pacers team. The the problem with me is I don't see a second scoring option. Um, I know Miles Turner uh, can be, and same with Sabonis, but I don't think those are guys um, that can really light up the scoreboard in the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, some of the best teams in, you know, the Eastern Conference, aka the Celtics or the Cavs, uh, would strap Oladipo and, you know, they would be stuck uh, looking elsewhere for mm-hmm. points. And I just don't know if. You know, I don't really see anywhere on this roster uh, where you have a bona fide score outside of Oladipo. So, um, you know, moving forward, Pacers. You know, hats off to them because a lot of people thought they might be a lottery pick this year, yeah. and they're fourth in the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, you know, it is a weak Eastern Conference, but you know, still ha- hats off to Nate McMillan um, and that coaching staff for getting this team uh, to where you know where they are now. And you know, they've turned Victor Oladipo's career around. He's only twenty five. So, you know, he could be there for the long term um, and they can build around him.
1: Yeah, and, and they, going forward also for them, they've got a really young team, um, Trevor Booker, Darren Collison, or Trevor Booker, where, did he recently get picked up by them? This Who? might be me. Trevor Booker. Did he just yes. go to, okay, yeah. So the
0: Sixers cut him to yeah, make room right. for Ersan That's what it was.
1: And so, you know, him, Collison, Alan Je- or Al Jefferson, the only real guys above the age of 30. So they got some young guys. Bogdan Bogdan. Bojan Bogdanovic, not Bogdan, Bojan Bogdanovic could be that second score. I just think he lacks, you know, um, experience in the league. And I don't know if I really trust him, you know, in clutch situations in a playoff game. But, no, you're 100% correct about the Pacers.
0: Yeah, you know, this, uh, the Wizards made the move for Bojan last year. And yeah, he didn't really work out to the stretch. So, you know, we'll move on to that team I just mentioned, the Washington Wizards. They currently have the same record as the Pacers, 40 and thirty, fourth in the Eastern Conference, uh, ninth in offensive rating this year, 14th in defensive rating, you know, playing much of the season without John Wall who had surgery on his left knee earlier on. Um, you know, he's getting closer and closer to game action. Uh, but you know, 10 games over 500 without arguably their best player. What do you see for the Wizards moving forward?
1: Yeah. Um, I really think that they definitely need to establish a secondary scoring option. Um, and that's saying John Wall isn't there. Uh Bradley Beal has to be their their you know first option on offense this season. I mean he's been amazing. 23 a game, uh 37 from three, forty-six from the field, um, four and a half rebounds, four and a half assists, uh, over a steal a game. He's been the real reason that they're having a lot of success. And you know, it's interesting to see him do so well with John Wall missing extended um periods of time. So, you know. Injured it at the end of January, expected to miss six to eight weeks. Um, So they're expecting him to be back by the playoffs. Um, But also this team has been, you know, grooving um, without John Wall. They've been doing fine. You need John Wall, though, in the playoffs, um, just because of the the defensive ability he adds to the team. Um, I don't think you're going to get that from, you know, Thomas Sadoransky or um, their other guards. So I really think that, you know, you really need to count on John Wall to get back to give them a shot in, you know, a first round matchup. Uh you know, any given day, Beale or John Wall can go off on offense. And it next thing you know, you, you've lost and you know, you've upset, you know, maybe a a two uh, like the Celtics um or the Raptors. We saw it last year with the Celtics, they had an amazing series with the Wizards. Um you know, I just think that the biggest problem with this team is their depth. Um I'm I'm not a big fan of their bench. Um, you know, Thomas Sadaransky, who was bumped up into the starting role, but then you've got Jody Meeks, Eon Mahimney on a terrible contract, if I might add that. Um, Tim Frazier, Jason Smith, there aren't really a lot of guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, their bench will survive without, you know, Beal, Wall, or Porter on the court. I mean, they've got Kelly Oubre, um, but, you know, 22 years old in the playoffs. I don't really trust that that much. Um, This team kind of scares me in the playoffs. I really don't think that, you know, they can do much, and that's kind of, you know, a waste because they should have – they should have been more active in the trade deadline. Maybe gone out and get a DeAndre Jordan. Um, I'm not that impressed with Marcin Gortat, but um, yeah, I you know they have potential. I mean, there's you know two of the bright young guards in the league, but they just I don't think they'll be able to get it done.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll have to see how John Wall fits back in that offense. I mean they've really leaned on Sadoransky, um over the last couple of months while Wall's been out. But you know, like I said, like you said, I mean I just don't see this team going. Uh, further last than last year's playoffs. I mean, yeah. last year is, was about as well as they were playing, taking the Celtics to seven games, uh, John Wall with the heroics in game six. Uh, you know, I think he'll provide them with a lot more of a defensive presence when he comes back. Um, and, you know, it, it will be a, quite the asset to be able to put Sadoransky at backup point guard. Um, you know, I think he's a very capable guard, uh, and he's really proven that at 26 years old. But... I don't know, like you said, I mean, the sec- if they don't have wall, then they don't really have a second scoring option, um, you know, Otto Porter doesn't really uh, pop off the page for me, neither does yeah. Kelly Oubre or Markeith Morris, uh, Martin Gortat, you know, kind of not very good on offense, I mean, negative uh, 1.6 box, offensive box plus minus, so, you know, finding that second scoring option would have been crucial at the trade deadline, or, you know, last fr- uh, free agency period. Yeah. Um, when, the, you know, they missed on Kevin Durant. So, you know, I don't really have a lot of faith in this Wizards teams or Wizards, Wizards team. Um, and, you know, we'll see what they do come playoffs. Uh, I think the Pacers would beat them in a series right now, mm-hmm. as it stands. Um, we'll see with John Wall's health, it'd be, you know, a different story. But, you know, uh, I don't see the Wizards doing much in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and, and in the East in general, this, this whole playoff race seems to be like a, the best of the three teams at the top um beyond that i kind of like philly is possibly the you know the fourth best team in this east um you know i just like their star power they've got guys who can do multiple things um i don't really see the talent on either of these teams in miami milwaukee indiana or washington but you know now we'll get in you know the, the big three of the east and those are like you know the three teams i could see you know in the conference finals and then potentially making it to the finals
0: yeah, definitely. So we'll move on to our favorite team. We talk about yeah. them all the time. <laughs> Every week. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, forty and twenty nine, half game above the Pacers and the Wizards for third in the Eastern Conference. Uh, offensive rating of fifth, defensive rating still twenty eighth. Um, you know, way down there. Tyron Lue. Actually, it was announced today that he will take a leave of absence from the team for health concerns. Uh, Larry Drew will take over as the coach. Does that concern you? First and second. You know, is this Cavs team a surefire Eastern Conference champion?
1: Um, I don't think it will have that much of an effect. I haven't been the biggest fan of Ty Lue and his coaching, um, essentially since they won the championship. I think that that was just a, a fluke year that they won it, um, and I really don't think that was credited, you know, to Ty Lue. I some of his lineup decisions. I mean, you saw LeBron barking at him last week um, on the bench. They got into it a little bit. This Cavs team is. Um, has a losing record since the all-star break when they made that massive overhaul um, for the trade with, uh, you know, their entire lineup and their six and seven since then. Um, I honestly don't think they're the clear favorite to win the East. um, But that being said, they're also missing their second best player and, you know, essentially the second all-star on that team, Kevin Love, who, you know, we're hoping to be back by the, um, by the playoffs. He should be, um, He's slated to return March 23rd actually later this week. So that'll be nice to have him back. Um, They're banged up. You know, Cal Corver is, you know, getting a little older. Uh, Tristan Thompson, right ankle sprain um, out till the end of March. Uh, My new favorite Cavs player, Chetty Osman. um, He sat out a few games. Um, Not sure if he'll suit up tonight. Larry Dance Jr. Been held out a few games. And then Rodney Hood um, also missed their last game. So They're a really banged up team. Um, You know, fully healthy. We haven't been able to see that yet with, you know, these new guys, Kevin Love and LeBron. We haven't, you know, seen what their potential is. So just, you know, based off of that, I can't say that they're the favorites for me. Um, I think there's a team in the East right now that has consistently been healthy this year and have had great success all season. Um, There's no favorite to me in this Eastern Conference.
0: Wow, that's that's a bold statement. Yeah, um, especially because you talked about you know the concerns with the Celtics injuries. Um, and, you know the Raptors, you're just not having confidence. So we'll we'll see. Um, you know, don't want to talk too much about the Cavs. We'll keep it short. Uh, but of course, LeBron having you know the year of his career. Um, but I think you know these guys come back healthy. It'll be interesting to see how they reintegrate Kevin Love, uh, slated to return March 23rd um, from his. Uh, hand fracture so we'll see how they reintegrate him in the offense and you know i wonder if the larry drew dynamic will be different than tyron Lue, because you know I, I feel like lebron has a lack of respect for Ty Lue at this point mm-hmm. um, we'll see if you know larry drew can you know manage the egos on this team and and bring them to where they need to go
1: Yeah. I just, one thing that also is kind of concerning to me is looking at George Hill, who before he was in Cleveland, when he was back in Sacramento shooting 35 or 45% from three, um, now has dipped down all the way to 35%. Um, so, you know, we've seen some shooting decline from him. His field goal percentage is down to 40. Um, that's kind of concerning for me because you brought him in to kind of be that three and D guy. Um, the three point, um, shot has dropped 10%. So that's scary. Um, and, you know, I have doubts about one team, but I there, we'll talk about them later. I have some new confidence in the Toronto Raptors, surprisingly.
0: All right, we'll get them in a second. We'll start with the Boston Celtics, uh, second in the Eastern Conference, 47-23. Offensive rating, 16th. Defensive rating, first in the NBA. Uh, been stout on the defensive side of the ball this year. Uh, they're without Gordon Hayward. Uh, may come back for the playoffs. Uh, there's rumors surrounding that. Uh, Jalen Brown's, you know, working his way through the concussion protocol, Kyrie Irving's dealing with left knee soreness, Marcus Smart uh, just uh, had surgery, repaired uh, tendon in his right thumb, Um, and Daniel Theis is out for the year. So, you know, do you look at this Celtics team, does the health concern you, and, you know, what's your outlook on them for the rest of the year?
1: Yeah, the health concerns me to a point because, um, They're already an inexperienced team. I mean, Jason Tatum, 19 years old, Jalen Brown, 21, Kyrie, he has playoff experience. He's only 25. Um, Terry Rozier, 23, Marcus Smart, 23. They've got guys in there that just haven't had an extended amount of playoff experience, um, you know, besides Kyrie and Al Horford. Um, And it it just worries me going forward because every team tightens up defensively in the playoffs. um, And the Celtics are the best defensive team in the league. Uh, you know in defensive rating wise and so you know they can be the best in the regular season but I don't really trust it until that translates to the playoffs when everyone is playing defense you know when everyone gives that extra effort um, does it matter what you did in the regular season if you can't tighten up on defense when it matters most then you know that's got to be scary for me Um, you know missing Kyrie for you know some time that could be alarming of course you don't have Gordon Hayward. I mean this team would look completely different with Hayward um at you know starting at small forward and then you know you're having either Brown or Tatum come off the bench. That's great bench depth. Um missing out on Thice for the rest rest of the year. He was kind of like their bully in the paint. Um never had great numbers but was an aggressive player. Uh losing Marcus Smart, you know, backup guard who is having a decent year, you know, 10 points a game, um 36% from the field. Nothing eye-popping but you know another guy that you're losing for a while now um Terry or what's his name Brad Stevens a hell of a coach um I just want to see it translate to the playoffs before I you know think that consistently they can come in year and year out and get it done
0: yeah I mean you have to we have to talk about the defense I mean they've been terrific on the defensive side of the ball the one concern for me is come playoff time one of their most important players is actually their second-worst defensive player uh, with Kyrie Irving. I mean, he's a negative uh, .6 defensive box plus minus. You know, the effort was there earlier this year. Uh, Maybe the knee soreness is getting to him a little too much on the defensive side of the ball, but, you know, hasn't been as great – on the defensive side of the ball. Now, offensively, 6.9 offensive box plus minus definitely makes up for it. But come playoff time, there's a lot of good point guards in the Eastern Conference, and, you know, he's going to have to play great defense. He's already a little undersized compared to other guards. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my concern going into the playoffs. And I think Marcus Smart needs to be back healthy um, for them to be successful. I mean, what he brings defensively, um, you know, can really help them. I mean, he's a 1.3 defensive box plus minus. I think, you know, while he, you know, Lacks um, some aspects on the offensive side of the ball. What he can bring defensively is essential for Brad Stevens, um, Brad Stevens' team um, to excel. Uh, we'll move on to our last team. Uh, I know you want to talk about them, Toronto Raptors. You know, 52 and 18. Uh, surprisingly, one of the best records in the NBA right now. Uh, offensive rating third, defensive rating fourth. So they're doing well on both sides of the ball. Um, they're only missing one guy right now to injury, and that's Fred Van Fleet, who's actually been great this year, um, but he's out with a contusion, so he'll be back uh, in, you know within the next week. But you know there's a lot of questions with the past playoff history, whether the Raptors can get it done um, come playoff time. But Blake, do you have those concerns? I don't have them
1: as much as I used to and you know, I guess it, I could say that my concerns were cast aside if I saw them do it once, but I really think that we're going to see them this year at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, this team is just more complete this season than they've had in a while. I love their bench um, a whole lot more. Um, like you said, Fred Van Vliet uh, adding in eight points, three assists a game, shooting almost 40% from three. Um, you bring in, you know, DeLon Wright. Uh, CJ Miles has been great. Um, Jacob Poidal, uh you know, getting, you know, seven points, five rebounds a game. Um I I love what this team has right now. Um yes, it's you know, it's scary they always seem to choke in the playoffs and and you know, either Lowry or um DeRozan get cold and then all of a sudden, you know, they're they're having a bad um playoff series and losing way earlier than they should, but I really think that they've figured it out this year. Um I think that uh Dwayne Casey is my coach of the year? Honestly, I mean, he's done a tremendous job with the young guys on this team, getting them to buy into a system. Um, I don't really have that many questions with them, except for the fact that every time they come into the playoffs, they kind of just fall short.
0: Yeah, my my big thing yeah. is, you know, Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry have just been awful in the playoffs um, throughout their careers, and. Uh, you know they don't have enough depth on this team to make up for those guys going cold. I mean they really need those guys uh, to put up probably fifty to sixty points a game uh, combined to you know really give them a chance in the playoffs. I mean their defense has been terrific, but you know we saw it with Virginia in the NCAA tournament. You don't score, you're not going to win. Yeah. Um, you can play great defense, uh, but things fall apart, and you know it concerns me with Jamar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry just not playing well uh, in the playoffs. That's just you know they'll have. It's one of those things where you know a lot of people early in LeBron's career were giving him slack for not performing in the playoffs, and then once he won a title, um, those kind of you know got silenced. I think you know Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry are kind of in the same boat. They need, uh, you know, they're doing a little later in their career, but they're going to need to find out um, you know how to play well in the playoffs because the Raptors aren't going to you know while they have home field advantage, home court advantage, and while that's you know essential, especially because they have like the best fans in the NBA. It's not going to help them if those guys aren't shooting well, Um, and I just I don't have faith in the Raptors until I see it happen.
1: Yeah, and I guess you know that's that's a great point. You know, great defense. You know, everyone says defense wins championships, but you know it's got to be better. Better offense. offense, You know, beats great defenses sometimes. I mean, I know we're switching sports for a second, but if you look at um, the NFL, the Patriots are always known for having an amazingly sound defense, no matter who's on that roster. Well, you know, Philadelphia played an aggressive style of offense. They never took their foot off the gas pedal, and they they beat the Patriots. Um, so, you know, looking at this, you can have a sound defense. You know, you look at Boston. They have a, the best defense in the league, but if they get cold, if they can't hit their shots, if Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown aren't hitting their shots, then they, they lose, and they lose bad, um, which is why I trust Toronto because they have more experience in the playoffs over Boston. Not
0: good experience though.
1: Not good experience but they they played in clutch situations. I mean you know some of these guys are coming right out of college you know maybe playing one or two pressure games in the NCAA tournament. Um, these guys have been to the playoffs year after year. They're building for something. And I really think that this is the year that they kind of push it over the top. I wouldn't be surprised if this is kind of like what we saw the last time LeBron left, um, left the Cavs. If if there was just a team that that gets hot one series, and all of a sudden LeBron's not making to the finals, kind of like with the Magic, Hidu Turkalu just you know had an amazing playoff series with shooting lights out, and the Cavs got bounced from the uh, in the playoffs. I could see that happening with Toronto. I could see Toronto. Um, I really could see Toronto knocking the Cavs out of the playoffs this year.
0: That's a bold prediction. Yeah, you heard I, it here. I just can't see anyone on that team shutting down LeBron. Uh, and that's when it comes down to he's, at, yeah, he's averaging 35 a game. Uh, the Cavs win most nights, <laughs> yeah. So you know it'd be interesting to watch. Um, you know we went through all the Eastern Conference teams uh, this week, next week. Like I said, we'll go through all the Western Conference playoff teams. Um, but great episode. It, it was good to go through all of the um, you know all the teams in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And any last words, Blake? Yeah, no, it's
1: getting fun. Ready uh, to get into the playoffs. I mean, we got some great series. Um, great few episodes coming up next. The awards show. Uh, Yeah, it'll be a good next few months.
0: Yeah, it'll be good. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Newest episode of Courtside Take, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Yep, take care.